We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It's Beamaz and Beamer. Now, Brian Mazarowski and Joe Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. All right. Beamaz and Beamer on WBEN. Welcome back. Um, Welcome back to you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I was gone for a few days. Had a nice uh, long weekend. Me and my son hanging out for a few days while uh, my wife was out and away on vacation. I told her I got irritated with her when she was out on vacation. Irritated with her on vacation? Yeah, because she was down in Florida, and then she keeps like sending me pictures <laughs> of like the things she's doing in Florida. And I'm sitting here, so to paint the picture for you, I'm sitting here Saturday night, right? Um, now, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be going out and really doing anything anyway, because I'm at home with my one-year-old. We're not partying much past bedtime, right? But, um, you know, I'm home Saturday night, and I'm like, I'm, I'm feeling it again. And it's like, I don't know what you'd call it, like a mild depression or something like that of just, you know, come on. Because I'm sitting there, I'm on my front porch, I drag a TV outside, and I'm watching uh, the Dropkick Murphys do a live stream show. Yeah, nice setup going. They, yeah, they released the, an album, so they're, they're doing, you know, normally they'd be out on tour, and instead they're... Just putting it on YouTube, a live yeah. uh, streaming show in front of nobody. And, you know, I'm enjoying the telecast, but at the same time, you know, the entire time you can't not feel like, you know, come on. Like, this is just, this is the stuff that I live for, right. and it's not happening again. And during this show, you know, they're teasing, hey, big tour announcement coming soon. Their tour announcement is for 2022 oh. in Europe. <laughs> and, you know, they say we're hoping to have some dates later this year for uh, the U.S. at some point soon. And, and you know, I'm like, come on. I, I'm thinking this. I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm by myself. I'm watching this with nobody else around me. It's tough to really get into it. It's like what I could be doing but, and what I'm not doing and what I love doing. And then... What happens is, um, I you know, I watch this. They wrap up the show. I pack up the TV and I'm heading inside. And I'm getting these messages from my wife, and she's showing me pictures of you know the bar and uh, different clubs and whatever that she's at in Florida. And it's just all people there, and it's everybody smiling and having a good time, living life. And yeah, they're living their life. And I'm sitting here like I just watched a show on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> on my porch because I can't do anything else. There's n- none of that coming here. Right. 
and you're, you know, out doing whatever. And I told him, I'm not irritated at you. I'm just irritated at the situation, the situation exactly. that we're in right now. And that's you know, that's what stood out to me. So I was I was feeling it a little bit like, you know, come on, I miss this so much. And then to see that and then to hear, you know, some of the I don't pay too much attention. I, I'm not following everything the way I do when I'm working, when I'm out well, of course, on yeah. vacation, not working. But you do follow along with, you know, some certain things. And I definitely saw over the weekend, um, you know, some of the comments made on uh, when it comes to Bison's games and, you know, it might be complicated to have fans in there. And, like, um, <laughs> then I'm looking at these pictures and then you hear uh, what happened yesterday with some of the big announcement on reopening here in New York State and what it really means <laughs> – which is not too much, and then I'm looking at these pictures, and it all was uh, it all washed over me once again. And that's a question I'd like to ask you. I'd actually like to ask someone from the Bisons. You know, we talk about the Blue Jays potentially coming up here in June. Um, the Buffalo Bisons, by the way, home opener tonight in Trenton, New Jersey. Uh, but the Blue Jays right now are playing in Florida in front of fans. They don't have to prove vaccination. They don't have to prove a test to go. Wouldn't it just be easier for the Blue Jays to stay in Dunedin? Like, I, I, I'm not saying I don't want them here in Buffalo, but if I'm the team, if I'm the organization, wouldn't I just stay at the field I own in a state that's completely open? No, you'd probably go to the field that you just put a bunch of money in, uh, making a bunch of <laughs> changes That's a good point to. as well. <laughs> the huge construction for nothing, I don't think, would be that appealing either. Uh, but it's not just uh, here where different restrictions are changing, right? It's happening in Florida. We talked about that all throughout the morning where the governor there yesterday uh, said that all uh, statewide restrictions were gone for some time in Florida. Uh, Basically, what he did yesterday was any localities, local municipalities, counties or cities or towns that had some form of uh, restriction, he uh, eliminated that. Um, Now, this might go to a courtroom to see if he has the authority to override uh, what a local uh, place says can and can't happen but that's what happened in florida yesterday all covid restrictions are off and then in washington dc uh masking requirements were loosened you think well washington dc not the place you'd expect uh for some of the uh, different uh, distancing and uh, whatever guidelines to be loosened given you know the nature of the city right it's a very blue uh city it is led by a very democratic mayor and they officially loosened some of their requirements for fully vaccinated adults in the nation's capital. Here's what happened under their new executive order in Washington, D.C. Those who have been fully vaccinated are now allowed to basically kind of come and go as they please. So you walk into any business or store around here, what happens, right? You see the sign on the door, mask required. Mask required for entry. Now, businesses, office buildings, other establishments in Washington, D.C. are now, I, I'd have to read the exact word, but it sounds like they're kind of ordered to change the wording of that sign to say, you may not enter unless you're wearing a mask or you're fully vaccinated. They can also, you know, go through uh, basically wherever without a mask and do things inside. And basically, uh, it sounds like what we were talking about with that Excelsior Pass, remember the tagline? Yes. Fast track reopening of businesses. I can and sign up for mine today. It's, well, it's not going <laughs> to do you much good because it's not being used for anything. Right. Um, but in Washington, D.C., there you have it. Um, if, there's your, uh, if you want to uh, make a campaign to get people vaccinated, there is your 
uh, reasoning to do so is you don't have to wear a mask if you're fully vaccinated in Washington, D.C. And, Joe, our big announcement here was capacity restrictions. They're gone. They're gone May 19th. However, (laughs) (laughs) it is a little bit different um, in terms of what exactly that means here uh, throughout the area. So here is uh, the governor. We'll talk with uh, or we'll talk a little bit later on with a gym owner about uh, what's going on. But the, the governor yesterday announcing that capacity restrictions for pretty much all businesses are going to end across the state starting May 19th. However, this is what he said right after that. Six-foot rule is a CDC rule, and we are adhering to that six-foot rule. So it's capacity subject to your ability to maintain the six-foot rule. All right. So the capacity is wide open, but all the other rules, distancing, plexiglass dividers, the mask wearing inside, uh, making sure that your tables are six foot apart in restaurants, making sure that you're exercising six feet apart in gyms, all of that stays exactly how it is. So you can't change anything. Exactly. You can't change the layout. You can't change. You know, I was at Duff's yesterday in the, East, in the Eastern Hills Mall. They, they can't fit any more tables, even with the capacity limit lifted because of that six, uh, six feet rule. But he did say at the end, events in places that require proof of vaccination or recent negative COVID test. Uh, the six foot limit, the six foot limit would not apply. Yeah, it is kind of a one of these feel good things. And we talked about this right when capacity was upped from fifty percent to seventy five percent, and how at that point for restaurants and uh, other businesses, I think it was just restaurants when that happened. We were talking with some business owners who said it basically doesn't really make that much of a difference because of what they can and can't do inside. And this is just another bump that sounds really good. Right. And I saw, and I wasn't listening to what they said, but we have uh, Good Morning America on here uh, just about every morning. And I saw, you know, them flash across the stream, ready to reopen in New York. Uh, Capacity uh, limitations lifted in all these places. And they list the restaurants, the bars, the gyms, the, uh, you know, businesses, retail, you uh, name it. Uh, but it does did not seem to really go into the impact that this would have. And I'm thinking the only impact I can see, Joe, is there are some retail stores, right, that have um, a line out the door still because you can only have a certain amount of people right. in. And there's some days that are more popular than others. And maybe it's a store in a mall or a smaller store somewhere that they basically have to cap how many people go in. And I think that might be the only thing that really changes with these rules. Yeah, you know, you walk through uh, and you see someone standing at the front of the store because they have the counter in their hand and they have to check people in and out of the store. So good for some retail business. Again, when we're talking restaurants, uh, as we heard from numerous owners this morning, it, it looks good, right? Like you said, it looked good on the Chiron. It really, you have to dig into it to get the actual uh facts and what about gyms uh joining us now is ben woods he is with sta sports performance owner there and gyms this applies to too so capacity uh limit has been lifted hey ben thanks for being with us my pleasure thanks for having me hey i want to check in with the gym because at the gym i go to what i've noticed over the past several weeks is basically it kind of looks 
like it normally does uh, pre-COVID. I mean, the amount of people who are there are there. Maybe it's a little bit lighter at the heavier times, especially if you look over to the, the treadmill area or something like that. But for the most part, it is what it is. The only difference is some machines are labeled that you can't use them to keep the distance and everybody has to wear a mask. Now this announcement happens, and I'm trying to think. I I really don't think it changes too much. Uh, as an owner of a gym, what do you think? What, what does it change uh, in your business? Yeah, so, I mean, from the beginning, I know there was a lot of um, debate and, and, and questions as far as, you know, are, are gyms safe? Are they dangerous? I mean, I've always been on the side that gyms are safe. I mean, the science backed us up as far as, you know, the, the, the low risk of, of COVID being spread in gyms. Um, with that, but I always thought that we were the solution from the beginning, not not the problem. And I, I think, unfortunately, there was a lot of people that that had that sense of fear of going back to the gym. So initially, even with us personally, we, we run um, semi-private training, so we're more of a private facility where we're not just open to, you know, any anybody that walks in and they can just you know get on a machine and, and go. So everything's everything's scheduled and and and, um, and in small group settings with that. Um, but you know, there was a lot of hesitation coming back. But now that that I think people are just you know, part of it, they're getting more comfortable, you know, getting out and, um, you know, more vaccinations are, are occurring across the, the state and the country. I think people are just feeling, you know, safer to get into those facilities. We, you know, we, we, um, we have a 5,000 square foot facility and typically the, the way they figure out the capacity is we'll add 50 square feet per person. So, I mean, 5,000 square feet, that's a hundred people we could essentially have. Initially they had us at 33% capacity, which, you know, allowed us about 33 people per hour. But we, we, we even in a you know, pre-COVID time, you know, we, we keep our, our coach to athlete ratio about five clients per coach. So the capacity limitation never really um, affected us as much as like maybe a big box gym per se. Um, but I think now with the restrictions going up and up and up, I think people just have a sense of, of um, you know, just more safety per se, you know, from the, you know, what, what the restrictions are allowing. Um, and that's why I think more normalcy is coming out. From the beginning, I mean, obviously we had to spend a lot of, money into and the you know filtration systems and all the cleaning products and that stuff just to open um for the governor just you know, a couple weeks after we reopened to close us back down back in november but um looking forward i think um i, th- I think you know moving forward now the, the one one hurdle we're trying to get over is the whole mask situation you know I, I know a lot of people are are very uncomfortable with it i mean obviously if you're just having a conversation with somebody you know a mask isn't a big deal but when you're exercising, your heart rate's up, you're breathing at a higher um, elevation, you know, that, that does come into play as far as, you know, restricting your, your uh, ability to work out optimally. So that's, that's probably been the only thing that we didn't want to have to deal with um, when we reopened from the beginning. Um, you know, the restrictions never really affected us, but it, it's, it's, it's really honestly the, the mask, I would say, is probably the, the last hurdle we're trying to get over. So hopefully, I know he's coming out with an announcement in May, hopefully uh, the governor you know, just look, it has some sense and, and looks into the, the mass situation as far as how it affects your, your training when, when you're exercising and uh, you know, just take a closer look on how we can get around that. Yeah, working out with a mask on, I think, is pretty brutal. Uh, but you set up my next question. Uh, the, the governor did say if you prove vaccination or a negative test, um, you don't have to worry about the six the six feet distance. And I can imagine that would mean no mask. Would that be something you'd be interested in as a gym owner? Maybe not an everyday thing, but having certain days or certain hours for people who are vaccinated so they could have a maskless workout? Um, I mean, if that's... If that's the rule, I mean, unfortunately, as a business, 
you know, we, we uh, have to abide by the rules to the degree. I mean, I, I personally, I feel that, you know, the people that, that were at a higher risk of, of having obviously the more uh, severe symptoms of COVID, I think, I feel like the majority of them, if not all of them, have, have received the vaccination. So, I mean, I feel like it should be a personal choice and, and you should have the right to, you know, make your own choice to protect yourself. I, I mean, the majority of the people coming into our gym are vaccinated. I know there's a lot of people that, that I've spoken to and they, they have received the vaccination. Um, so they feel totally safe and protected. So, you know, the people that aren't vaccinated by choice, you know, I, 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 I probably wouldn't separate groups like that. Um, you know, was, okay, the vaccine groups come from this time to this time and then the non-vaccine groups. Um, you know, I, I think there should be some, some restrictions lifted on vaccinated people. If, 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 if they got the vaccine, you know, should they have to wear a mask? You know, I don't. I, well, I don't think. I don't think they should because essentially they're protected. You know, and the people that aren't vaccinated, they should have the choice to wear a mask as well. You know, it's just. I, I think from the beginning, this should have been our own personal choice whether we want to, you know, get the vaccine or not. Um, but, you know, living in New York State, unfortunately, we have to abide by the governor's rules. So, you know, just uh, yeah, I, I would like to see that. Though I would like to see them loosen up because the majority of our clients are vaccinated. Um, so I, I would like to see them list the, the whole mask situation for, for them and essentially everybody to make the choice if they want to wear it or not. You, you know, before we let you go, I'm interested to know from you, especially the type of gym, uh, STA sports performance that you have, if you've noticed, especially with people becoming a little bit more comfortable, new clients who weren't necessarily gym goers, say a year and a half ago or something like that, if there really has been any emphasis or if people are thinking a little bit more about their personal health and fitness because of everything we've found out with COVID of uh, people who are in not as great of physical condition are more likely to suffer a severe outcome from COVID. And that's something that's been looked at by a lot of doctors and they're all coming to the same conclusion is knowing that having an impact on how many people are starting to take an interest in fitness in their everyday life. Absolutely. Yeah, I mentioned at the beginning as far as, you know, we're, we're essentially part of the solution. You know, exercise, eating healthier, you know, making sure you're at an optimal body weight. You know, that's, I think it was like 70% of the people that were hospitalized for a lot of the severe symptoms were morbidly obese. You know, people that just did not take care of their body. And to put a Band-Aid on, on, on it by just taking a vaccine, thinking that's going to cure everything else. But okay, you might have bulletproofed yourself against the virus. But what about heart disease? What about diabetes? What about all these other cardiovascular illnesses that, that are plaguing our country? You know, with that, it's like I, I feel like from the beginning we could have taken a better stand as a country, um, even as a state locally, and, and done a better job at educating people instead of just keeping people home and distant and everything else, like actually getting people to, to get back on their feet, moving, exercising, eating healthy, you know, taking a, a better look in the mirror on, on just you know, what we could do to help get people healthier. But from your point, though, um, yeah, I, I think there are people out there, and we've obviously had a few new new clients come in. I think from the from realizing that you know their health is is a priority. You know, I would say a, a man with his health has a million dreams. A man without his health has but one, and that's just to get healthier with that. So you know, as we get healthier as a as a state and, and country, hopefully, you know, hopefully, uh, obviously, we'll, we'll be able to fight off a lot of these things a lot better too. Your immune system's stronger. You know, you're you're just more conscious of making better decisions. Um, you know, when, when you when you live your life for that. So, yeah, it's, it, it's extremely important. I think more people are realizing that and taking a stronger look at their health and the decisions they're making that impact that. So, definitely. Ben, what was it like playing in a Division One football? <laughs> it, it was awesome. I wouldn't trade the experience for, for anything. And I, 
again, I, yeah, it was it was amazing. Um, I had the fortunate pleasure of playing at the University of Buffalo for four years there um, under some great coaches and a lot of great teammates. Um, we, we have athletes that play at all levels. I mean, D1, D2, D3. Um, it, you know, it, it's, I think, I think your experience is what you make of it, you know, with that, it's all about your perspective. And, you know, like even with, with work, I, I don't look at it where I have to go. I, I get to do what I do. It's a blessing. And, and it's all about your attitude and the way you, what you perceive things. But yeah, from a, the D1 standpoint, it was, it was a blessing. I got to meet a lot of great, great uh, people along the way. And you played a lot of big teams. I mean, Penn State, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Boston College. I and mean, we, we went all over the country and now I can use those experiences to help impact other athletes that are coming up along the ranks and, you know, use that to, you know, provide experience and wisdom and mentoring to, to them. So it's, it's great, you know, to be able to spread that amongst the Western York community. So, yeah, it's been a blessing for sure. Ben Woods, owner of STA Performance and former UB Bull. Ben, thank you for joining us. When we come back, we will continue this discussion on the reopening, and I'm doing air quotes, which doesn't work well on radio, um, and what May 19th could mean for other businesses here on BMAS and Beamer on WBEN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It's Beamaz and Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome back. It is Beamaz and Beamer. And before we get back to the topic, it is that time. Caller number three at 644-9875. We'll be going to see Eric Church. The Gather Again Tour. Saturday, September 25th, 2021 at KeyBank Center. Courtesy of Messina Touring Group. That is caller three at 644-9875. Let me tell you, I've seen Eric Church a few times. It's always a great show. Always a great time. A great party. If you are not fortunate enough to win this week, tickets do go on sale Friday at 10 a.m. at ericchurch.com. Caller three right now, 644-9875. How about that? So uh, another event, hopefully... Coming to Western New York in a uh, in a, a way we can all uh, go and enjoy and see it, uh, but you know we'll see what happens. Uh, so be a uh, be a lucky caller. You could be on your way to Eric Church. Make sure you're listening all week long if you want to win those tickets because we'll have a pair every day, every single day this week. Every That's day right. we we had a winner yesterday, and uh, well, yeah, you know what every every day this week means. And listen to Brian and Susan before this because you guys have Genesis tickets. Genesis ticket, Genesis and Eric Church all uh, scheduling shows later on this uh, this year. Not will it happen? Will it happen? Is the uh, big question that I have in mind. Uh, you're listening to Beamaz and Beamer here on WBEM. We're taking your calls at 803-0930. Your texts as well on our Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board to talk about the real 
opening, you know, there was a major announcement. Uh, and, and when I heard that, I was thinking like, okay, what's going on here? Because the last time I was here, it was uh, last Thursday, that was when the mayor of New York City came on and said, hey, we want full reopening <laughs> by July 1st. And so you know that the state was going to come back at that with something else, right? And uh, here I am thinking, well, what's the major announcement uh, going to be? And it turns out that capacity limitations on most businesses are going to be lifted May 19th. But all of the other things that keep you from reaching full capacity are still in place. So we're going to have full capacity allowed if you can have full capacity, which you can't, right? Because capacity is based off the fire code. It's, it's that sticker that's on the wall, right? And that's how many people you can have in here. Well, you're all able to file out a door in right. case the kitchen uh, starts on fire. Exactly. A- and the capacity is never going to be in line with everybody has to be six feet away from somebody else. And so hearing that capacity is 100%, it's a great feel-good thing to hear. In practice, kind of means that nothing's really going to change in your visit to most businesses, uh, definitely uh, pretty much all restaurants, uh, the gym for sure. We just spoke with the gym owner who said it's really not changing anything in terms of uh, what they're going to find. And the only thing I'm thinking of is maybe retail, you have uh, not that person uh, checker at the door, right? You don't have the person uh, checking the uh, writing one, right, two, you three. You are number 10 in Hang on a sanitizer. second, sir. Here's, you know, you don't have that going on at the retail locations. So that's maybe the one big difference that you have. And, and you know, here's the thing I don't get. We talk about things reopening and stadiums going up to 33%. But stadiums are the one place. These are the places we're mentioning. You don't have to show proof of vaccination. You don't have to show a test. The stadiums where you do have to do those things, not at full capacity, only 33% with social dis- distancing and masks. So uh, I think that's a big question mark. I- I'm sure no one expected it to be 100%, uh, but the one place that does require you show that proof um, of a negative test or vaccination is the one place that is not 100%. And the one place that's a big outdoor place for yeah, most people. That too. <laughs> when you think about some of these events, and you know, the thing that gets me is I don't think uh, this isn't impacting one of the places that it should impact the most. You know, every time you hear, all right, we're going to allow 100% capacity, um, you know, with these restrictions at bars, restaurants, the Apple Store, you know, you name it. Schools, still nothing. Um, when you hear about the big outdoor events, you know, this is what we're thinking for a Blue Jays game, a Yankees game. Well, you better be uh, one of the people who have your name written down the list if you want to go see uh, your kid or your nephew or grandson play football right. in a big outdoor open field because that still is uh, very tightly regulated and you're not allowed to go see that happening. So it does open up the questions to, and something we were talking about a little bit earlier on the early morning news of, you know, where is some of this when it comes to schools and the other different things that have been severely hampered over the last year that you're not really able to do i mean geez we're still talking about schools in the fall and what's going to happen there's still a question mark in the fall yeah exactly you know here we are kind of focused on other things and once again the school issue kind of gets pushed to the back but what does reopening mean for you and that's one of the questions i had in my mind because when you hear about a big major announcement and the announcement basically means that nothing changes and you hear about 100 percent capacity is returning and on the surface, that looks like 
hey, we're getting back to normal. You know, that means we can have a concert again. No, it doesn't. Um, it, it, all these other restrictions are still in place that prevent that from happening. I want to know what normal looks like to you, 803-0930, and how comfortable you might be in that scenario. Joe, I began the show. I was talking a little bit about my weekend. I was home with my son. My wife was in Florida. Uh, she was taking, and yes, we do take you know some separate trips every now and then, and it works out fine. It's, I think that's it's, great. It's a it's a nice fun thing to do. I've got mine usually in the fall, fantasy football draft weekend, and she has hers uh, to go out and do whatever. A nice little weekend away from all the responsibilities at home. And I'm home Saturday night, put my son up to bed, go out on the porch, and I have to tune on uh, a concert on YouTube because there's no concerts going on and the Dropkick Murphys are playing, their album comes out, they're not on tour because you can't really do a full North American tour when half the venues aren't open for you to go to. Instead, I'm watching this on my screen. And then I'm getting photos from my wife who is out at, uh, you know, a different place. There's a bunch of people all over the place. Everyone's having a good time. It's regular capacity. It's, uh, you know, a packed bar. It's a different place like this. And I'm just thinking, what is going on here you know what is the what's the idea of getting back to normal and one of the things she said was it was a little strange for her kind of going back um and and seeing that for the first time because you you have this feeling now that's been kind of beat into you that well you know should I be doing this should I be doing that and you know especially she has the vaccine. She's, you know, free to travel according to the state. She, you know, to do all this stuff. There's no restriction that you have to follow. You still have this little feeling like, oh, do I need to mask up, mask uh, down? You know, if I'm standing, I'm going over here. Does the rule change? And it is a little jarring to see people kind of all together for the first, when you haven't been in that atmosphere in quite a long time right right it's now i would be completely comfortable uh but, but here's the in thing. that situation you you say that yeah. and but it would I, be i weird. would agree it would be i think yeah weird jarring when you first walk into that and you're like oh wow like oh yeah it's been a long time since i've been in this situation and especially in that situation where in the morning you're in new york state you had to put a mask on to get on the airplane right you had to get you had, probably had to wear a mask out of the airport and then, what, two hours later, you're at a packed bar with no masking? I mean, in, in one day, you go from a place where everywhere you go, I have to put a mask on to go to the bathroom. And then, that you know, if I fly that's, to Florida. That's right. That's, that's the thing here. That's what I'm thinking of here. If I fly to Florida, I have to, I have to put a mask on to go to the bathroom. You have to keep your distance for everyone. But then I could fly to Florida and tonight be at a bar, packed, people on top of each other, and my mask nowhere, not even on, not even on me, not even in my pocket, not even with me. It... it it is going to, and when that happens here, it is going to hit different, and it's not going to hit everyone at once because you're still going to have people, and, and that's their right, who are going to walk, walk around with a mask, who, who aren't going to feel comfortable. Um, it will feel weird, Brian, but I think at the same time, it'll feel right, if that makes any sense. Yeah. No, I, and it doesn't take long. No. And I think that was her th- to kind of settle in, like realize, oh, yeah, you know, this is what life uh, is like. Yeah. This is what uh, life uh, was like a little bit uh, not too long ago, but... It is a little jarring at first 
to kind of see that. And different things are changing all across. You mentioned Washington, D.C. If you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear the mask uh, to the bathroom, Joe. As we talk about here, it's the one thing I you know sometimes forget, even still today, to put the mask on as I'm walking over to the bathroom. My favorite was I was uh, at the gym yesterday, and because of social distancing, they have every other sink closed yes. so instead of people washing their hands at the sink what you have is because every other sink is closed um there is just a line of people grouped together waiting to use the sink because two of them are closed so you have people gathered closer together while not using the sink speaking of the gym i caught myself yesterday i took my mask down to take some water and i didn't put it back up for you know five minutes and it felt being able to breathe freely, and then I go, oh, no, I forgot to <laughs> loop the mask back up oh, after no, my air. water break. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Fred in Holland, you're on uh, WBEN. You know, it's interesting that all this attention and focus is on fiscal venues and whether you have to have a mask or open capacity, 100%, 33 whatever. What about nursing homes? You know, you're talking about capacity for fiscal venues. Families are dying while they're waiting to be able to see their, their, their relatives in a nursing home. As a member of the SOS group, Save Our Seniors, I have got to say that the priorities that I'm hearing politically and socially are messed up. When you can't visit your family that's dying in a nursing home, and they're dying while we're waiting to visit them because of all these rules and capacity and this and that, you know what? One room, one relative and one nursing home resident. Tell me how capacity is a matter and, and why we can't do that and why we can't wear the exact same mask and take the exact same protocol that the staff does every single day. And, you know, you can make all the laws you want in the world, but when you won't let your son or daughter or grandchildren visit, a dying mother and father or grandmother or grandfather in a nursing home? People need to get their priorities in order. Fred, uh, I, I'm, I'm guessing this hits you. Uh, hits you. The person you want to visit has probably been vaccinated if they're in a nursing home, and I'm guessing you're either vaccinated or willing to take a test to see that person. How long has it been since you've been able to see uh, your loved one in a nursing home? It is not me personally. I had no so many people that haven't had the opportunity because they flat out died before they got that opportunity. If you go to the sites and you read some of these stories of how people were willing to jump through hoops just to visit their mother or father, and they couldn't, they weren't allowed, allowed. I mean, you talk about God-given, United States-given, United Nations, New York-given rights, to be with your family when they're dying or when they're about to die or in their last years of life, who has the right to take that away from them? Who? Capacity rules? It's ridiculous. The vaccination, the mask, all this Nazi stuff, it's ridiculous. Well, Fred, we thank you for the call. It's Fred in Holland. I, you know, I understand the frustration there when you're talking about the ability to do things. And really the frustration is, I don't mean to put words in Fred's mouth, but the frustration is what we've talked about with schools a lot of times, right? The frustration is really the priority 
of where we're talking about things. And it is funny how priorities shift. We talked about this when the uh, stadium announcement was made by the county executive. How a few months ago, when it was on the minds of a lot of people, it was not the right priorities. It was get your priorities in order when he was asked questions about going to a Bills game. And then all of a sudden, it's a little bit later, it is a priority to talk about this. When at the same time, kids have not been in school, have not been allowed to be in school, even after we have this large study in Massachusetts that show that staff, students are at no greater risk three feet apart than six feet apart. And it's been reinforced by schools throughout all of Europe and all over the globe. Kids are at extremely low risk of developing serious illness from COVID. Full density classrooms, even with limited measures of mitigation, can be safe. It's not dangerous now or in the past few months, and it's going to be less so that you have people vaccinated, yet that doesn't seem to be the priority. And what Fred is saying here is that the same thing that applies to schools is happening in nursing homes and some of these other areas where it should be a priority and family should be a priority and care. And a big part of care in these facilities is the ability to see the ones you care about and to have that emotional impact and emotional connection to kind of help you out on a day-to-day basis to miss that. And that, I think it's a very similar complaint that every time, and you can't do this every time though, because you are going to talk about other things. You are going to talk about uh, big events. You are going to talk about restaurants. You are going to talk about all these other things that haven't been ha- a retail store that seem trivial in comparison to this because they need to be talked about too. But it's also very true that when you're up there every day and you're making announcements and you're focusing in on things that don't really matter, you're focusing in on a football game that's months away, but you're not focusing in on somebody who hasn't been able to visit with their entire family in over a year. You haven't been focusing in every single day on the kid who has not been inside of a classroom in over a year. Yeah, you're going to have that feeling, especially when it hits you hard, that you are completely being ignored and that the priorities are on top of what or or topsy-turvy to what they should be. The the thought that you can't see a loved one who is in a nursing home and that they can't see you, uh, it's got to be absolutely devastating. And for a parent who is watching you know, these announcements and and probably upset that, you know, people are talking in a positive manner about all the the things opening up while they see their child struggling to learn online, you know, and I think those things do get missed, like you said, Brian, and we focus on, hey, I can go to Darien Lake this summer instead of, is my kid going to be able to get some help over the summer on what they missed doing all this online learning? But, and, you know, and here's the the real issue I have is when this idea of priorities comes up, it's often done selectively by those who are asked a question about something else, right? right. Uh, and it's happened many times on our station. It's happened uh, many times at different press events throughout the area, right, where you ask about one thing, and then I remember, hey, we have to get our priorities in order. I mean, kids aren't even in school. Where are our... Okay, well, every time that comes up, 
it's being used as a deflection on not answering a question about something else. If we want to go down that route, okay. Why aren't the schools open? Right. Why aren't the kids there? Uh, you also have power over this. So, I mean, it all has to be taken into consideration. But, yeah, I think too often it is kind of used as a deflection technique when you talk about priorities. I mean, it should all be a priority. And, yes, when we were looking at the state and when we're looking at the governor making these announcements, it does all come from him. You talk to any school district, they say that their hands are tied yep. of what they can and can't do. I Just because you're talking about one thing doesn't mean you're ignoring anything else. Yet at the same time, I can absolutely see why people are looking at this and saying, well, why are we ignoring everything else, right? Exactly, exactly. Hey, before we get out of here, I, I have to say, Brian, please do not put on Twitter, may the 4th be with you. I'm. It, it's one of the most annoying days to be on social media. I'll do media. it right now. One of the most annoying days to be on social I can't media. Wait I'll at you. Oh, please I'll, don't. So no one else can see it except for you. That's what I'll do. Hey, thanks for being with us. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow. Um, And, you know, who knows what will happen in 24 hours, as always. You're listening to BMAS and Beamer on WBEN. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.